The book of Ecclesiastes is one of my personal favorites. Not only is it rich in breathtaking imagery, but the wisdom that fills each verse is beyond human comprehension. Inspired by the Spirit of God, Solomon presents us with very realistic insights into life, death, and God's plan for each of us between those two points. In today's post-sermon, I want to draw on Ecclesiastes 1 to focus on how to overcome stagnancy in our natural and spiritual lives. Here's the problem. Many times we find ourselves in spiritual or mental ruts. Uh, These are places where we can't move forward. We feel stuck, confused, sometimes even like a prisoner. We may pray or seek spiritual guidance, but we don't always see the results that we want right away. Sometimes we cling to things or to people too much, and that hinders us from being able to move on. Our memories of the past can stop us from embracing what God has planned for our future. No matter what the reason, we need to overcome stagnancy to grow into the men and women that Christ envisions. The solution. Ecclesiastes 1.4 says, One generation passes away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. To overcome stagnancy, we need to recognize that our time on this earth is too precious to stand still. Let me read that again. To overcome stagnancy, we need to recognize that our time on this earth is too precious to stand still. Change is all around us. Sometimes it is good change. Sometimes it is not. We can only live a full and complete life when we align ourselves with the opportunities for positive change that God brings to us. On my way up to church this morning, I almost missed my exit off the highway because I saw a brilliant maple tree that just lit up the road with its gorgeous leaves that were painted in shades of red and orange. And I thought to myself, what allowed that tree to change? The truth is, that tree accepted the fact that the season had turned. Somehow, unbeknownst to you and to me, a message was sent to all creation in our area that the fall season is here. Ecclesiastes 1 shows us that life is filled with great cycles. Distinct seasons of change happen, spring and summer, birth and death. They are all part of a great cycle that keeps our world turning. If we hold on to one sage, we will never be able to embrace the next. This is why the Christian must always look forward. That is why we must always be willing to let go of what we have now to accept what God has in store. This is why Paul was able to say, Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? He had looked beyond what he saw around him to see that new world that was coming into view. For that tree to stay in tune with God's program, it had to change. So do you and I. Stagnancy, or the refusal to let go of the past and move on, can keep us from fulfilling our part in God's plan. In this flesh, we become comfortable with our own lives and our bodies and the way that we see the world as it should be. But yet God has a higher plan, a higher body, a higher focus and vision for our lives, and we ourselves must be willing to turn loose so he can pull us from this world into the next in a rapture. Sometimes in this life, sometimes we get a certain thought in our minds, a desire that we have or a goal that is unreached. Stagnancy will keep us focused on that desire or goal, while God may have another path to which he's trying to get our attention. Many of us have heard of Fanny Crosby, the author of more than 9,000 hymns. She's one of the women I most admire in this time, or in the recent times, I guess I should say, as it's been over 100 years since she passed away. (laughs) But one of the first things that comes to mind when I think about Fanny is that she was blind. She wasn't born blind. Her affliction came from the wrongful treatment of a pretended doctor. You can imagine the disappointment this produced, especially because it was followed by the death of her father a few months later. Now, a stagnant approach would be to focus on her blindness, to sit down and complain about 
why she was blind and how other people could see and she couldn't. As a young woman and as a teenager, you can imagine the impact this must have had, especially when she had to go to a school solely for the blind and her writing talent was discouraged. But Fanny once made the following remark. She said, Do you know that if at birth I had been able to make one petition, it would have been that I was born blind? Because when I get to heaven, the first face that I that shall ever gladden my sight will be that of my Savior. Her refusal to remain stagnant or to focus her attention on her condition instead of what she could do for the Lord led Fanny Crosby to become one of the most influential songwriters of all time. This was a lifelong commitment. She committed her entire life to refusing to feel sorry for herself. By age 23, she had addressed Congress and wrote hymns for several U.S. presidents, whom many of whom she knew by name. Why? What allowed this woman to move forward instead of remaining stagnant? When we understand that we only have this brief span of life to be everything that God wants us to be, we become driven to accomplish His purpose. We embrace the challenges His Word offers us and grow by them. We accept, humbly, the difficult situations of life, no matter how unpleasant, because we know that through them, God is molding us into His image. Yes, the earth endures, but you and I have only a few heartbeats, so make every moment count. Now, what if a tree could talk? Imagine if it could say, well, I'm comfortable where I am. I don't want to push forth the effort to grow or to change. That tree would die. But all of nature portrays that change is life, and life is change. Likewise, to be stagnant is to die on the inside. We must push forth the effort to grow both in Christ and as human beings. That being said, how do we deal with the past? The past may comfort us in some cases. In some places, it may be filled with things that we'd rather forget. It can inspire us or make us laugh, but the past should never rule over us. It should never dictate how we live in the present or how we will live in the future, because today is a new day, a day that brings us closer to the eternal day, which will never end. Fanny Crosby died about a month before she turned 95. Her last verse of poetry read, You will reach the river brink some sweet day by and by. I'm confident that she got her wish and that the first face she saw, she saw was that of the Lord Jesus. As our world and our lives change in ways most of us never imagined, let's focus on our attitude. Look inside. Do you recognize the opportunity that this new season of your life is bringing to you? Do you recognize the opportunity that this new stage in world history is bringing to you? Or do you focus so much on the negative that you can't see the beauty of what's right ahead? Now, I don't just mean the world and politics and the news. I mean you as a person. Are you willing to recognize that whatever stage and season of life you're at, there's an opportunity there. There's something that God wants to bring forth to make you look more like him in the end. Recognize that we only have today. And with that mindset, embrace God's plan for this season in your life. This week, I'd encourage you to read Ecclesiastes chapter 1, the whole chapter, and First John chapter 2, also the whole chapter. God bless you.